Hey everyone, thank you for joining Brian Barcelona's podcast. To know us, we're a missions movement in Dallas, Texas, going after youth being saved, discipled, and sent. Brian Barcelona is the founder of One Boy Student Missions and the Jesus Clubs. To reach youth with us globally, download our app, The Jesus Clubs. We hope you are encouraged by this podcast. But yeah, man, I asked my wife just to like give me some questions. I feel like she's really good at asking really detailed questions. And as we're going, guys, again, just love to know where, where y'all are from. Um, but uh, uh, one, a couple of the questions that she wrote here, bro, I'd love just to maybe jump right in. Um, first question I have is, how did you get started in, in doing what you do as an influencer, man? How old were you? What was, what was your first social media platform, I would say? And then how old were you? Yeah, I was really young i started out computer like programming or hacking and i was getting in a bunch of trouble for that i was like a computer nerd uh and then i started out on youtube creating content for like some of the hacking stuff i was doing and one day i just did like one video talking to the camera as like a way to express myself so i didn't have like yeah like crazy social anxiety so i couldn't really talk to people so i just used the camera is like a way to talk but there's no like back then i was i think it was like 11 and there was no real big like influencers back then like youtubers first starting up and there was no like it definitely isn't what it was now but uh yeah just i kind of used it as just a way to express myself and then and then uh yeah kind of crazy what it, what it became after and your first platform what was it like uh what was it back then that you used uh youtube was the first one so like YouTube came out and then there was like some other one that was kind of like Instagram, but it died off. I forgot what it was called, but it was like a big one, kind of similar to Instagram, but it wasn't on the phone. It was on the computer. Oh, dang. Uh, I forgot what that one was called. That one was big. And then- Did you have a MySpace? I had MySpace for a little bit, uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I like just hit the wave. I feel like great right after myspace was like starting to kind of like fade and then um and then like youtube was starting to like pop off yeah and at what at what age uh were you when you kind of felt like man this is actually growing into something like this isn't just like uh i'm just jumping on hacking a computer like this is actually becoming i'm actually getting known and i'm getting a voice uh i feel like the weird part for me like because at first it was just like numbers you just saw like a certain amount of views or whatever but I didn't actually think that was people for some reason. Like my brain didn't actually think it was people. I think I did my first meet and greet. Um, I got flown out to Toronto. It was a like a first meetup that I did, and uh, I pulled up to the venue, and there was like thousands of people waiting in line outside of the thing. And I was like, "Dang, we're gonna be I'm gonna be waiting in line for so long outside. It's so hot." So I started going to like go to the line to like uh line up to go inside and then the line like morphed out of the line and started like uh wow kind of like surrounding me and that was like my first ever experience that oh wow these are like real people that are watching the stuff and it uh that's crazy <laughs> you know bro i think that one of the most uh one of the most impactful times i i had with you kind of not similar but similar was when we went to uh south central and we went to that high school and i remember there was kids that were lining up and this was, bro, we were like, we were in the hood, man. We were in South Central. And there was yeah. kids lining up that you had, your videos had touched their lives, man. 
And like, man, it's like literally like there's no there's no barrier. I think that media is able to reach. I think I've, it's yeah. pretty crazy. No, it is nuts. It really is nuts. And I feel like that is always. I don't know. I feel like that's always the most nuts. Like somebody, one of your videos impacts them in some way. Is always kind of mind blowing to me because. Uh, it could be like something like a super silly video or something like that, but yeah, the fact that it um, has an impact on somebody is crazy. That is crazy, man. One one of the things that uh that I wanted to ask you here, bro, that my wife uh, wrote in is how do you handle in the sphere that you're in? I you know, social media is massive, especially now in quarantine, especially where so many people now that's all they have to do. Yeah. How have you handled both um, when you step out of a bus? And you got all of these people that are coming up to you. You got kind of that fame aspect. But then how on the flip side do you handle criticism? Unless you've never had criticism at all in social media. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important. That was something I was talking to actually with uh, another friend of mine yesterday. Some, uh, she's big on social media as well. And she's like going through that right now. But uh, I think... I'm thankful. I'm super like one of the most uh, one of the things I'm most thankful about about being on social media is you get an enormous amount of opinions flooded at you instantly, and you have to learn like really quick to disassociate because everybody does it. Like you start seeing like how do what do people think about me, and that's kind of like how you set your identity is like how people respond to you or like what does that person think about me. But on social media, you just get flooded with people's opinions, so you have to detach yourself. Or like your self worth from like what people are thinking of you really quick, because otherwise like you're gonna go up and down. Like a bunch of people hating on you, then you feel like awful. If or if a bunch of people are like telling you you're like the greatest thing ever, then you're gonna have like an unrealistic perspective of reality. So yeah. I feel like early on, I'm like one of the things I'm most thankful for is that that kind of forced me to. I mean, like you don't completely separate, but like to a sense like separate my self-worth from what other people are thinking about me and i don't know that's definitely been a big help for me yeah <laughs> yeah was it always natural for you to do that like hey i'm just gonna because i mean even you've probably posted up something you've had people that have you know tons of people like it then you always got that one person that you know they may have a bad day they want to let you know about their bad day you yeah. know so how have you kind of navigated like was it was it natural for you to do that definitely not natural i don't think it's natural for anybody because like when you're young that's it's like natural instinct to see what people are thinking about you so that you can that's the only way that you really know <laughs> like who you are at first you're like oh this person thinks i'm dope i'm dope or like this person thinks i suck at this then i must suck at this you know and so you like naturally off the bat that's how you form your identity early on but yeah. then when i started realizing that people just reflect whatever you think about yourself uh like they just reflect your insecurities or like your confidence. Wow. Then I was like, because I, I remember actually, I think like a big part of it too was like, I had crazy social anxiety too, because I'd always be just worrying about like what people were thinking and whatnot. And I started going into grocery stores and uh, I feel like at grocery stores, the person working there usually like has to be nice to you because I don't know, or like restaurants that like are like forced to be nice to you. So it was like a good practice for me to start talking to people. And uh, and at first I would always think like, oh, this grocery store person Some just person has, has like a pre-opinion uh, of me. Like they think I'm too young or like stupid or like whatever it was, which is like so random thoughts would play my mind. And then 
And then because of that, I would start looking for the like affirmation of dumb thinking that, and it would end up in my reality anyways, that would happen or uh, like, uh, but then when I switched it over and saw so like, Hey, if I smile and ask that person about their day or like, if I yeah. reflect like energy, then they just re reflect that back. And so it started becoming a, a goal of mine to like, especially with people who are having a bad day. Like if I, wow. could, you know, turn that around, then I don't know. I, I love that. So good, man. Do you, uh, have you ever had like a crazy story of something you've posted uh, maybe saving someone's life or someone who you thought, man, this person was going to commit suicide or this person was, you know, man, they were just going through something really hard. And something I posted, something I said, you know, a song that I sung, like, man, I really got to see a, a testimony of that really touched their life. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of nuts. That my, uh, I used to get, I don't know, it's kind of crazy because the social media is like a weird it's a different form of entertainment. It's not weird. It's cool. It's not like TV or something where you see like a movie character and you're watching that or like a, like a, somebody disconnected from you and it's just entertainment, especially not for my stuff. You develop like a, a relationship with your audience. Like you start getting to know that, I don't know, especially if they're watching you every day, you start getting really close with your audience. And so people, you just develop kind of, I guess, more of a trust um, with uh, your audience and then them with you. And so at one point, I would say 80% of my emails I would get, and I would get thousands of emails a day of, you know, like nuts. People would be uh, just really vulnerable with their stories about, like literally 80% of them were either suicide or self-harm uh, and how like a small piece of content would could create an impact on their life. And that kind of blew me away because you never, like at first you never create content, especially like silly, dumb stuff. You never think it's really gonna have any type of impact on somebody, let alone, um, yeah, that. But yeah, kind of wild, especially, especially at, I don't know, yeah, pretty nuts. Yeah, and in this in this like social space, have you yourself ever experienced like feeling isolated, or you yourself experienced like, man, I got millions of followers, but man, sometimes it feels lonely. Has that ever happened with you, or? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think especially when I was in, that's the big reason I had to take a break for a bit. Uh, it's cause you get lost when I was like really creating, um, every day for like every platform and stuff. And that's all I was doing. Um, it becomes hard to find people you can trust because you don't know who, you know, like, and you find it out more like when I took a break, when I took a hiatus, the people that stuck around and, and like who didn't, but um, it does become difficult because if people can, people are nice to you as long as they can benefit from you in some way or another. Um, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's like you're, you're the most connected ever because you have access to yeah. everybody around the world, but then yeah. you lack actual intimate connection with people or like a limited number of people you can actually trust with anything deeper than i don't know so far yeah i think it's crazy bro they've, they've done like studies and statistics of today's culture just showing how this generation feels the most connected yet it's it's the most lonely at the same time you know what i mean i mean this is incredible but i think nothing's like human interaction yeah you know i think now you realize that especially with this quarantine thing you know, it's like we're all connecting on Zoom and stuff like that, which I'm thankful for. But 
uh, but yeah, it's just something about being having human contact with people and like being there with somebody. Yeah. Well, I'll never forget one of the one of the things that uh, story you told me uh, was when I don't know it was I think it might have been when you took a break from social media. How you said you 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 went outside and you sat and you stared at trees for some time because you were just amazed at at God's creation. Well, I mean, could you maybe just recap that? Like, what was it like when you took a break from being in on the screen constantly to just kind of stepping away? What, What was that like for you? Nuts. My world shifted because I, I went from, you know, like I was on the computer. I was like a computer nerd for like, since the early on days. So I didn't really spend a lot of time outside or like, especially like looking at trees. Cause I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Tree, it's mad boring. And, uh, and there's so much to do online on my computer and stuff like that. So I just didn't really, uh, I don't know. I just, just consumed a bunch of content or creating and whatnot. But uh, at a point, it was like at a point in my life where I was like mad stressed all the time and I've been living in stress for like every day of my life all day and uh I went out and sat out in nature for a little bit and I just sat there and I realized like looked around and there's so much going on like the birds were chirping there's like bugs over here and like a ton of stuff going on (laughs) but it wasn't stressful it was like peaceful I was like that's weird why is it that like when I'm inside and there's like all this stuff happening I'm feeling stressed but when I'm outside and there's like all this stuff happening it's like peaceful and I was like outside in like there's like a natural harmony that everything there's a lot going on but everything flows perfectly it's all within like it's this perfect harmony and uh i i don't know i I have a theory that humans are the only thing that can take something outside of that harmony like because everything flow you take humans out of the equation of anything and everything flows it's like a perfect math it all flows in like perfect harmony but humans are the only thing that can like adjust that harmony or take something outside of like that natural mm-hmm. frequency. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's wild, man. Now I know maybe people um, have been able to know this about you. Maybe they haven't, but what was the first, or I mean, let me rephrase, let me think of how to phrase this question. When did you first encounter Jesus, man? Cause I know Jesus has been a huge equation, part of the equation of your life that maybe people, they know or maybe they don't know? Like, when did you first encounter Jesus? Yeah, uh, I grew up in, so I grew up in a Christian home, and my, you know, like, we went to church a bunch, and, uh, like, my family would take me to church, but I was, it was more so, like, a theory back then. I'd go to church, and I used to be mad bored in church, and I'd just be sitting there, <laughs> man, like, <laughs> can I go home? And then, uh, and uh, I was just bored, like, and then we'd be, like, forced to do, like, Bible studies and stuff like that. And I just didn't really enjoy it. And, uh, and so when I got introduced to, like, to, um, to religion through, through like, my family and, and whatnot. And then I remember, but when I was young, I would always, like, I would, it's kind of nuts, actually. Like, one of the, like, I started taking this in. But when I was young, I started praying every night. Like, I made it a habit. I would like go in my room and just start praying about the same things. I just had the same list of things and they were all like selfish things, mostly some of them were they were like praying for like, um, but I had a list I prayed for every day. And what's nuts is like that list, every one of them has come true, which is, which is crazy. But like every one of those came true. But I did that when I was really young. And, uh, and then 
I kind of like swayed away from um, it for a little bit, but I started like, because I always live in the future as a kid. And so I started thinking like, what's the end? Uh, like, what am, what's the ultimate future? What would it look like at the end of my life where I'd be like, happy? Wow. I'd be like, and so I started thinking, I was like, well, I got to fulfill the reason I'm here. Like, why was, obviously this place is nuts. There's got to be, a, this. everything's so fine detailed and like perfectly placed. There's got to be a reason for it. And what is it? Like, I want to figure that out. And so I started um, praying like, hey, uh, yo, God, like, if you're there, like, just use me for, like, the reason I'm here. Wow. And I was, like, like 11 then. And uh, and I was, like, I remember I was in my room, and I got this, like, <laughs> I don't know if describe it as a voice or, like, a, I don't know. Yeah. Then I wanted to do entertainment. And I was that at that point, that was the last thing I wanted to do ever because I hate I was super so I was super shy and I hated like I couldn't even talk to people. I had my friends talk for me. And that was like the last thing I wanted to do was entertainment. And so I like resisted that. <laughs> I pretended it wasn't real crazy, man. And uh and then and I just kept resisting that. And then and then another thing is like I hated this the thought that somebody has somebody that so, somebody has something that somebody else didn't. And I like my perspective of entertainers were like these people that had a bunch of stuff that other people didn't or whatever. I just didn't really vibe with it. And so I just really avoided that. And then that same voice came back to me again saying, like, no, it's like a responsibility. Like if you want to be used for like <laughs> while you're here, then I want you to do entertainment. And I was like, okay all right, fine, like, whatever, I don't know how that looks, and then, right after that, literally, I started my YouTube channel, and within, and then, like, right after that, uh, we did that for a bit, and then Vine took off, and within a month, uh, I gained a million followers on Vine, I think that's when that happened, right after that, a million on Facebook, and then, I had something go viral with, like, 200 million views on Facebook and then my whole life shifted within like within a month period of time. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's kind of nuts. You know what I, you know what I appreciate about you, man? I, I, you know, I've been, I've been following Jesus for, for going on 13 years. Um, I was an atheist. I got radically saved and I've met a lot of, a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors. And um, I, I feel like sometimes when you get caught up in that world, you, disconnect with the real pain of other people you know you disconnect uh you know with the emotions of people you disconnect sometimes even with uh you know how how you used to struggle you know you forget um that that's sometimes people's struggles and what i what i appreciate about you man is you've always been one of the most down-to-earth uh incredible dudes i've ever met love god but you've you live your faith out so simple man it's like it's it's like this simple faith that you walk out um, and it's so crazy because you're not getting up on a pulpit on a Sunday and you're like preaching a message at people, yelling at them, you know, but you're simply creating content that ultimately your creator gave you. And it's like through that, man, I've, I don't know, man, it's, I, I've been able just to kind of watch like what God's done with your life and it's powerful. And it's not like you're perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm pretty sure you've had struggles in your walk with God. Yes. 100%. No. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things now is like 
my goal now is just to be as honest as possible with like because so much you can know and then like the difference between being able to act on that is like it's a it's a it's a journey you know but uh it's like an everyday journey honestly but um but yeah i remember like that's what happened like when things started taking off uh i you know we moved to la and my my life shifted immediately yeah. Where, like the next six years became without I had zero training and I didn't have I just immediately I was like a young kid and I got access to more money than I could spend and like not the greatest influences <laughs> and then I was in a space with like where my reality was kind of warped um and for a period of time I definitely did get pretty like lost in terms of uh you know like I, there's a moment where I went like probably years without being sober for like a day and wow. uh and yeah i don't know i just had zero way to really gauge life so um it was like an up, and i feel like during that process which was nuts like a bunch of crazy stuff would happen and i would just feel like and then randomly like god would, god would do something and like fix you like yo i'm still here what's up like yeah help whatever and i'm like and i would never go to him until like everything would cl- crash and then i'll be like okay yo god, <laughs> what's up like I'm, yeah I, I have like nothing else here that can actually like help me so i'm like okay uh can you help me out here a little bit and then <laughs> and then he would like do something crazy in my life again and show himself again and then I would go off again and just like yeah. risk him on him and be like trying to live my life. And then <laughs> that kept happening over and over. Um with in between like just some crazy experiences that were undescribable. Um and then it got to a point where like I had to take a break from everything just to to find I don't know, just have some silence that I could actually like hear. I went I actually, you know what? I found that was what was nuts, actually. Like, during the time where I just, we'd met at such a crazy time, because the time that I quit everything, like, I literally just quit everything. I was like, I'm getting rid of all my money, I'm getting rid of everything, like, shutting everything down. And um, I was so depressed, too. But then I, I was at, right after I quit, I just got rid of my house in Calabasas. And, uh, and my sister or my mom told me about a conference to go to. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, yo, I, mean, I don't really like what's up, mom? Like, I'm trying to chill, whatever. And uh, she really wanted me to go. And I wasn't going to go, but my little sister really wanted to go. And then my, my little sister like, was like, Christian, can you please go with me to this conference? And I was like, okay, I'm going to go with my little sister because she's like, you know, like asking me over and over. So I went to that conference. And uh, I think your guys' One Voice conference in L.A. Yeah. And I was, like, literally right after I quit everything. And uh, and I got, like, crazy impacted there. Like, just nuts. And I just experienced things that, like, I really just couldn't describe at all. And I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and one of the messages in the thing was to let go of everything. Is like, just literally to let go of everything. Wow. Uh, and so I spent four months. Oh, and then there also, I was like, I want to meet that guy. I saw you talking because you're related yeah. to the audience. So I was like, I want to meet that guy, but I didn't say anything. And then we ended up 
uh, connecting after and going for lunch because uh, I think Manny reached out to me after yeah, like, yeah, like, months, a couple days after. But I spent four months after that conference literally letting go of everything, like one by one, like letting go of the need for money, letting go of like the need for like any type of audience. Like it was just like one over the other. And I started developing like this crazy um, relationship with God during that time period. Um, There's just like hugely impacting for me. Uh, and then I, and that's when my memory started coming back. Like I, cause I, as a kid, I had like, I could visualize, like if I saw something, I could draw it out for you perfect in every, like, like a test. If I saw it once, I'd remember it for life. And wow. my memory used to be, um, just, um, instant recall, like exact recall. Um, and I kind of lost that for a bit, but then apply it. But then during that experience with like gains to know God again, my memory, my my memory came back again, and then I started studying like light, light, and everything I was learning in like quantum physics and stuff like that. Yeah, I seeing in the Bible text, because I went through a, I forgot that I went through like a two-year journey when I was lost and everything like that. I went through like a two-year journey just trying to figure out like what is life. But I wanted to like really learn what it was, so I I dove deep into like science for a bit and like psychology, neuroscience, quantum physics. Um, biology just to get as much like any type of information on the world as possible i want to find my patterns study with like a bunch of people um and then people start saying bible verses like verses that applied with like the science that i was learning i was like no way that's in there from <laughs> and some of the bible scriptures the oldest documented text that we have <laughs> so i was like the fact that that's in there from that long ago is nuts i'm gonna look into this again because stop reading the bible for a bit and um, I was like, I guess in there, I was like, that's crazy. And so I started reading. I was like, a lot of this um, science coming out now was like written about like this long ago. That's insane. Um, so I went a, on a journey as well um, down wow. by text. And um, it's wild, man. What would you, let me ask you this because you, 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 you touched on it a little bit. What would you tell people that are watching that will say, man, like, if I got more money, if I get more fame, if I get more cars, if I get all like, then, then I'm going to be happy. Like then everything's going to be good. Like, what would you tell those people that are seeking their happiness in what they could possess or their money or their accounts or what, would, what would, I mean, what, what advice would you give people watching right now? It's really hard because I can say, I, all I can say is like my story, because I know that if back then somebody told me like, as much as I've heard that and said like, like money won't make you happy or like freaking you, you can know that but it's like <laughs> yeah. one of those things where there's always this door that if you haven't been able to get in there your whole life and you're always going to wonder what's in there and even if people are like are in there and like yo it wasn't that cool it's not worth it like whatever you're always going to want to know like what's behind that door you know yeah and uh but i will say for me for my experience is like yeah i i literally had a checklist of like the uh, i remember being I used to do training every morning. I would do training with my uh, vocal training when we were preparing for tour. And uh, one morning, it was New Year's, and it was like five in the five in the morning. We're outside. I just got this new house, last house allowed to be built, um, on the hill right beside the Jackson Mansion. And uh, and it was like, <laughs> probably was nuts. And I went. I was sitting out there looking out on the view with my trainer, and he was like, "Yo, how was your year?" And, uh, and I think this was like one of the moments I realized I wasn't. I, I need to switch something. But he was like, how was your year? 
dude. And I was like, I didn't do anything. I was so unhappy. And he started listing off some of the things I'd done that year, like nuts things, like more, like surpassing what I would be able to like think, like uh, dream about, you know, at that time that I had experienced that year. And I don't, I didn't remember being in any of it. And I wasn't, I was just probably the most depressed I've ever been in my life. I had more, more money than I could spend. Like, <laughs> and I was, you know, um, had everything that I could think about that I wanted, but I was just so, I was so depressed. Um, and like this journey, when I took my hiatus, I realized like, like what I was doing was sacrificing things that I got for free internally to try to get something externally. Wow. But I realized you can't get like anything out here is just kind of like a, it's like a theme. Like you can switch the, the, the wallpaper on the wall where it looks different, but yeah. it's just a reflection of whatever you're feeling inside. Right. So like, if you're not, it doesn't matter what the wallpaper looks like. Like if I'm unhappy, I'm going to be unhappy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if I'm in like a giant mansion or my, it, like you're going to be unhappy. But if you get it good, like internally, then that, then that just reflects itself externally. So, um, yeah, it's great to be like, you know, money's a great tool. I'm going to say like money's, but money's a great tool, but it's, it's a tool that just enhances who you internally are. And at that point I hadn't worked on myself internally so it was just enhancing yeah. a lot of the stuff I hadn't worked on. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, one of my, which you know, this one of my good friends is uh, Nick Wojcik. He has no arms and legs. And uh, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. you look at his life and um, he just tells stories of what it was like growing up like that. And he actually uh, tried to commit suicide. He, you know, he goes into a pool. And he's just going to drown himself. And while he's in this pool, he hears his voice speak to him very similar and says, hey, I have, I have a plan for your life. And, uh, and Nick, uh, you know, he, could, he obviously has no arms and legs, but he can still swim up. But it's pretty crazy. Swims yeah. up, man. And one of the first guys, uh, this was when he was in high school, one of the first guys he ever encounters that changes his life isn't a, a big preacher. He's not a pastor. He's, it's his janitor. And uh, his janitor comes up to him at school and says, hey, man, um, one day you're going to speak around the world. And Nick's in high school. He's getting bullied by everybody. Uh, I mean, talk about being bullied. This guy has no arms and legs. His, his bullying yeah. level is probably here. You know, everyone's just, yeah. just clowning on nonstop. And uh, Nick looks at the janitor. He's like, who's going to listen to me? I have no arms and legs. Like, you know, and so he ends up going to speak for the first time at his Bible club in his high school. And there's like two kids in there. One of them starts crying and he knows instantly I'm called to this. Yeah. And I think as of right now, Nick has preached this over 700 million, uh, two point something billion. I've seen his videos. He's been on Oprah. He's been a major voice. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, in his, in his early years, it's almost like, it's almost like the devil man knew his potential and wanted to smash him down in those early years, you know, with all this stuff. Well, I guess, like, what would you say to, to people that in their early stage right now, maybe they're struggling with, uh, with who they are, their identity, you know, maybe, maybe they're not like, with not like Nick, they don't have, they have their limbs. What would you tell people that like, man, they're struggling inwardly, uh, you know, with, with, insecurities with fears with uh, things that they're going through what advice would you give to them yeah well I and this is something actually I've been thinking about a lot recently as well because it, it you know it's like a 
it never goes away. Those things like a like a garden, the weeds, they always they always come up, right? Like you get your thoughts, you get sixty thousand thoughts a day. There's suggestions that you get, and a lot of those are negative. Uh, and if you choose to believe them, those can you know take a toll wow. on who you believe you are. But something that like I've practiced a lot of like self-improvement before where I was like trying to get in habits and rituals and trying to reprogram my brain and I and uh and I just kept fit like over and over I just keep going back to like the same um the same exact struggles um but something that has helped me massively is when you take it out of like your hands your responsibility like um I, I believe like the character, I believe the character of God is absolute unconditional love, absolute unconditional peace, absolute unconditional joy, uh, you know, absolute abundance. And those are characteristics of God that, you know, for anything to, to exist, there has to be an op- opposite, right? And what's the opposite yeah. of, of peace is anxiety. Or what's the opposite of, of love? You know, what's the opposite of joy? Yeah, depression. that's good. And so when you separate yourself from those characteristics, then there's like temporary feelings you can get from like external triggers, but you always go back to the same place. Uh, you got to get yourself rooted to where those characteristics live, you know? And if I'm not like rooted and I'm trying to like always, then, then I just feel lost. Um, so, I, and I think one of the biggest things too, for me, like one of the things that changed my life too is gratitude, like being thankful. If I, say anything like um gratitude helped me i used to every day when i was especially when i was going through enormous depression uh every day i'd wake up and i made it a habit of mine to list out just like three things that i could be thankful for and they could be like little things but like just at least try to think of like three things i was thankful for and it reshaped my thinking to like look at instead of because all day i was just looking i was i was like okay i have those things i'm used to that and so my brain would just automatically look for things that sucked or that I hated or like they were about anything. And then if you're looking for those, that's what your reality becomes, right? Because that's what you're seeing. So that's what your physical reality becomes. Because you can't look at everything at once. You can only look at like a very small portion. And if you're looking for the things that suck, then your life sucks. But if I just by like doing three things a day and now I do more than that, but like looking but making a physical practice to look for things that you have to be thankful for. Uh and just on the like the basic sense, you just living in gratitude, then then that's what your brain automatically starts noticing more, and then your life becomes more of yeah. things that you're thankful it's for. So good. Uh, and then like on a deeper sense, obviously, like I study like um, your yeah belief systems are really powerful, especially uh, you want to get it rooted not just in your mind because the mind just like reflects your beliefs. Um, but yeah. You can uh, get your identity beliefs down. Then yeah, uh, yeah, that's huge. You know, it's uh, two scriptures come to my mind, man. One is uh, Bible says that God is enthroned on the praises of His people, and I think what you said about gratitude. I just actually preached this Monday on uh, the difference between thankfulness, uh, being thankful, and 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 being grateful. And thankfulness is an inward satisfaction. So maybe. You give me something, I'm thankful for that inwardly. Gratitude is where my inward satisfaction is expressed outwardly. And so, you know, a lot of people don't realize, man, I can be thankful but not grateful. 
Yeah. And gratefulness is contagious. Gratefulness can't be contained. Grateful people are powerful people. They're people that are easily knocked down. And it's interesting, the Bible says uh, that God inhabits, or he is enthroned on the praises of his people. And uh, I love what Bill Johnson says. He says, if he's enthroned on the praises of his people, then who's enthroned on your complaints? You know what I mean? Like you said, opposites. If God's enthroned on your thankfulness, your gratitude, your praise, yeah. then who do we enthrone in our complaints, in our, in our yeah. bitterness, in our unforgiveness? Very true. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I, hearing that, man, is so powerful because I think people, especially in this country, you know, we're quarantined and we're locked in. But I mean, we're locked in into our air-conditioned homes. We're locked yeah, in, true. most of us, you know, into true. with our PlayStations, our, you know, our whatever, all the stuff that we have. And I, I was listening to T.D. Jakes the other day with my wife, and he was saying, like, we're not even going through, like, compared to other parts of the world, the suffering that they go through. We're just experiencing instant change of lifestyle. Yeah. But the, the suffering of someone in another country is a lot different than I guess what we suffer here. And I just think there's so much to be grateful for, you know? You can always find something to be grateful for, you know, like even, you know, you talk about Nick, like Nick's an incredible character. Um, you know, what a lot of people consider just, you know, they don't even think about, it. you don't even think about having your limbs. You just have them, you know, but yeah. uh, even Nick, all the incredible things he's been able to do and people he's been able to impact and, you know, you always have something to be, there's always something you can find to be thankful for. And even more so, even like, even in, in it, like something I found too is gratitude is, and I like how you said that it's like, put, instead of like internals putting it out because the things that you speak out of like, uh, you know, obviously there's like faith and, but like when you pray or like speak or, or speak out things, of gratitude is it is as if they already were you know versus like i feel like a lot of people especially mm. the christian community they like pray and they're like asking for something or like they yeah. out of like this insecurity that's not going to happen but like especially if it's something that's already been said to be like promised to you or something like that like promise yeah from you know whatever uh speaking it out of gratitude is under the assumption or under the uh perspective that's already been given to you or done so instead of like trying to you know it's i don't know it's, that that in itself has been pretty powerful for me um yeah that's so good man you know i actually did a um a while back i did um i'm looking for it real quick i did a uh, uh a message on on the seven types of praise in the bible and people actually don't realize that you know people praise whether they know it or not yeah. Rather you praise God, that's a whole other discussion for another time. Yeah. When you go to a football game, people are going to praise. They're going to praise the team they want. You know what I mean? You you find a hundred bucks, you go and praise. You know, you go, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. But the Bible, there's actually the word praise. There's seven different types of praise in the Bible and what you're talking about. There's actually a praise called Todah. And this is a praise that where you give God thanks uh, for things that you don't yet have. Yeah, dang. And so what you're saying, even like when you speak it out, there's power in your words. Bible says to renew your mind. Bible says there's power. Uh, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Everything you're saying, bro, is, is absolutely 100% true. You know what I mean? And it's like us, even now, like, I feel like, yeah, it's so easy for me to thank God when everything's going great and money's coming in. And, but am I going to continue to thank God when the whole economy is unstable? 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to continue to thank God. I mean, my wife's about to give birth, bro, in two weeks to our son. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It's going to be crazy. I'm like, what a crazy time for him to be born. Yeah. But am I going to be able to thank God now like I did when everything was good? You know? And so I don't even know. People that are watching, I'd love if you could just throw on, as we're going to get ready to, to close out, I'd love if you could just throw on what you're grateful for. I, I know that. I've been seeing different people posting, Chris, just how you're, uh, I guess you've, you've talked about um, in the past just things to be grateful for on your social media. But even if you guys just want to throw out on the comments below, just something you're grateful for. Because, um, I mean, I think that's so powerful, bro. That's so powerful, especially in today's culture that's so negative, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, it's definitely one of the things that's, for me anyways, been a massive, uh, massive impact on my life and my state of mind as well. Yeah. And, bro, as me and we're about to finish, man, I, I just, it was your birthday, right? Yeah, it was uh, a couple of days ago, yeah. A couple of days ago was your birthday. You are 24 years old? Yeah, 24, yeah. And what would you, what are you expecting for this year as a, as, as a 24 year old, man? I know this is, you probably never thought you'd celebrate your birthday in quarantine. Probably wasn't your part of your plan, but. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, wasn't the plan, but, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I have, uh, like my family with me here in LA that I can spend it with and like people around me. So. Yeah. yeah what do you, what are you expecting for, for this year? What do you believe in God's going to do this year, man? Uh, I'm expecting for I'm expecting for some big shifts. I'm expecting for some big shifts in the in in people because big changes happen in times of a lot of pain where people like because you can get distracted in routine of life and like yeah. think you know but like when you're under a lot of pain or a lot of stress or something big happens then you look for like the distraction is gone and you look for a shift on things that maybe you've been wanting to be distracted from. And for me, even that's like true. Uh, and so I, this year I would love to uh, really dive into like identity. I think uh, like who I am and what we like, what I was, what I was made for. And um, cause I think the more you dive into that, then or the closer you get to that, that's what's going to end up having an impact on other people. Instead of me like telling people what you know, like do this and do that, whatever. It's like yeah, reflect off of, um, who you are. You know, uh, yeah. So just me. It's just uh, yeah. I really want to start. Oh, building my relationship with God this year. I want to travel once this quarantine thing's over. I gotta freaking travel. I'd love to. Where do you want to go? Give me, give me top five places you want to go, bro. I want to go to uh, freaking Turks and Caicos, Greece. I would love to go to Greece. Come on, and Brazil would be nuts. I've never been to Brazil. Um, and then <sighs> New Zealand, and final one probably Iceland. I would love to go to Iceland. That's dope, man. And you gotta come to my house, bro. We just yeah. Moved. Oh yeah! Congratulations. I guess in this spot. Yeah, bro, we just we just got a home, man. It's been a been a dream of ours. So so yeah. crazy. Well, Chris, man, I love you so much, bro. And I'm so thankful okay. I got to meet you uh, a couple years back at a veggie grill. Um <laughs> where uh I, I think you took about two hours to eat that macaroni and cheese, bro. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never forget that, bro. 
I felt, bro, your mac and cheese was like that big. And we were talking. <laughs> I felt bad too. I'm like, oh man, she's gonna be all cold. Yeah. But man, bro, thank you for your time, man. I, I honor you. I honor your family. You have incredible parents, bro. Um, your mom always texts me, me and my wife, just different things that God's speaking to her. And and man, I, I, we love your family, bro. Seriously, you, uh, Kirsten Crawford, um, Charisma, man, we we love your parents and. And so thank you so much for jumping on this, man. We, we really appreciate it. Hey, we love you too, man. You guys are family. You know, like you guys have made an enormous impact on my life. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me too uh, on, on the live. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, bro. I'll FaceTime you after when I'm inside with, uh, with my wife and your sis, bro. Sounds good. So, all right, bro. Love you, man. I right, love you, bro. Appreciate I will see you, bro.